Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and CPS issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today we're going to honor alienated parents next month on International Parental Alienation Awareness Day. Epiphany Awaits is offering a faith-based retreat for alienated parents with both in-person and a Zoom option on April 23rd through the 25th, 2021 at the Resolution Center in Jacksonville, Florida. For a weekend of support with a journey with speakers, including Dr. Mark Roseman and other professionals focused on guidance, friendship, and compassion, please contact epiphaniesawait at gmail.com. That's E-P-I-P-H-A-N-I-E-S-A-W-A-I-T at gmail.com for more information. And scholarships are available. And just email your request for application and registration form. And... This evening, we have a guest. She is my publisher. Her name is Melanie Davis. And after suffering the loss of her seven-month daughter, her name was Bren, to SIDS, Melanie found healing and purpose by sharing her story with those who could be encouraged and inspired by the wisdom and purpose she found in her daughter's death. She developed the Triumph Program to assist others to discover write and share their own triumph stories and founded triumph press which publishes the triumph book series as well as books and stories to others who have overcome adversity she has published multiple books addressing parental alienation and narcissism including my own book which was dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids was not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth melanie has now partnered with Dr. Mark Roseman and Preserving Family Ties Publishing. Now, also, Melanie has been an advocate for veterans since she wrote and published Heroes, the second book in the Triumph series. She has spent the past four years working with forgotten veterans, which are incarcerated veterans, providing the Triumph program, Overcoming PTSD, and expanding it into a holistic re-entry program called Honor Mentoring. She received the 2019 Texas Governor Award for Service to Veterans a con- and a Congressional Commendation from the Congressman Brady, and most recently, the 2020 Peace Builders Community Award for her programs which serve incarcerated veterans and their neighbors. So I totally welcome my publisher, Melanie Davis. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for letting me join your podcast. This is uh, something we've talked about. We're finally doing it. Yes. Well, you've been so busy. It's everyone's uh, busy. Yeah, everyone is busy, but it's good timing. It's really good timing. I'm, I'm especially excited because um, as you shared in my bio, I'm working with Dr. Mark Roseman and his publishing label. and um, I'm really excited about that and, and being able to reach your listeners and those that have their stories to share, especially on that topic. So, um. Yes, Dr. Mark Roseman, he has a lot to offer. I interviewed him and he did an astounding interview on Slam the Gavel podcast. I think that was in January, but uh, yeah. yeah, he just totally rocked it. Yeah, he's, he's an expert in, in that topic, which... Um, is one I've gotten familiar with because of publishing books like yours and, and a few others that kind of led me to you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also Rod McCall led me to you. He wrote For the Love of Eric, Surviving Divorce, Parental Alienation, and Life After. And he told me to go to you to get my book published. And yeah. um, I handed you a big mess of 324 pages, remember? And then... <laughs> Oh yeah, how can I forget? <laughs> Lots of court transcripts. And, you know, a lot of very, very interesting um, excerpts from your life experience. Yeah. And you did really well. You did so yeah. well with this book, enough to attract yeah. a Canadian producer. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, tell let everybody know that's not how long the book is now. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The book is only we we've got it down to 160 got it pages. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but you did it. That was like performing yeah. a miracle right there. <laughs> it's very it's very readable, very approachable. Um, and you know what I love about your book is the takeaways. Every chapter 
at the end of it, you, you give these, these kernels of wisdom from what happened in your life that you share in that particular chapter. Um, so it's really a guide for those that are going through court um, abuse, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and you became such a, a warrior for yourself and, um, and succeeded in some very important places like Superior Court, right? Yeah. And, now, <laughs> and now you're a warrior for others. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, your book attracted a filmmaker. Um, what is the name of his company? It's Manx gonna... Motion Picture Studios. There you go. Yes. M A N K S. Yeah, he he read your book and contacted you. And I don't think your book was out a month. No, it was like correctly. about three weeks. Yeah, before weeks. he came along and, and uh, wanted to wanted to turn it into a screenplay and wow that was that was really exciting for both of us because it meant that I was able to take your manuscript and and make it interesting enough that that someone like him saw a movie in it um of course that your life experience um is a you're the Aaron Brockovich of family court (laughs) you know (laughs) that's kind of that's kind of the phrase I keep using but that's just how I see it yeah, you know that that movie Aaron Brockovich. Before that movie, people didn't talk about um, protecting the the health, and you know, in that case, I think it's the groundwater. That, that, yeah, um, yeah, it was. Being and, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, or just you know, nobody was talking about or getting that concerned about one particular town. Um, but I think it really did get people to wake up, not just to that situation, but to being advocates for others. Right. And, um, and so I think that's why your this film about you would be so amazing because you're, you're an advocate net in that movie. The problem was the groundwater in, in this town and in your situation, you represent untold numbers of parents mm-hmm. that are going through tragedy and, um, oh gosh, it's, it's hard to even put a word to it. It's, it's more than that. It's, just shouldn't exist yeah it's, right. it's, it's injustice it's infuriating injustice because it's happening on so many levels throughout the court system and just even the way that one parent will treat another it's hard to wrap our brains around of course we've learned a lot about a term called narcissism mm-hmm. which is usually the, the you know the, the thing that's happening um that's really at the core of it all is when one parent is so completely lacking in any empathy at all um and and use their own children as as weapons mm-hmm. to hurt the other parent it's it's hard to comprehend that mm-hmm. and narcissism is really such a it's such a disorder in the brain mm-hmm. um that that you can't make sense of it and uh, i think there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that's happening as people are going wait why is this happening and then the courts support it mm-hmm. encourage it for the sake of earning money. Of course, I think everybody listening probably knows what we're talking about. But but my point is, it's it's a very widespread, um, I would even say growing problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because our society is so disconnected from values and from uh, goodness, um, mm-hmm. you know, systemically, I really think that we are creating narcissists because of because these children go through this that's what makes them a narcissist you know mm-hmm. is it's 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 a disconnect from your own your own spirit uh, mm-hmm. because of abuse that causes this so and it's very concerning and i think it's such an important film to be made because we've got to shine a light on it in order to reverse this destruction uh, direction that we're we're still headed in Right. I don't know. Are you? Do you feel like we're making progress? Um. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think we would be making process if we abolished the family court system. If we yeah. totally got rid of it and put everything to civil court, and also yeah. add tamper-proof mics and video cameras in these courtrooms so people can see how these judges actually behave. And there was a case in Minnesota where uh, 31 judges recused themselves. So, I mean, that was a big 
big yeah that was huge huge Um, yeah i'd say we're making progress from the standpoint that we have your book and we have rod mccall's book um which is also a horrible experience his his ex-wife who was alienating him finally the jury saw through it and awarded him full custody and his ex-wife went home and shot their son and then herself i mean that's talk about the worst outcome Mm-hmm. And yet his book does so much to highlight not just his own story, but stories of others in the, in the solutions. Um, but I think that having your books out there for people to read and they are reading them um, and others have their stories to tell, which is one of the reasons that Rock, Mark Roseman is starting um, preserving family ties publishing mm-hmm. um, to give people that chance to, to be a part of, I think it's part of the solution because the more we share these experiences and the more we reach out across the, the, the metaphysical world in this way, because we have this amazing ability to touch one another mm-hmm. through writing, through, in, you know, through social media, I think we're forming a defense that is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. But in this podcast that you do is so important because it's part of it's part of rallying the, the troops, really, mm-hmm. because those who are listening can say, oh, I want to be a part of that. And their, Dr. Roseman has a magazine now um, that's just come out, um, the Contemporary Family, contemporaryfamilymagazine.com, you can go and get, a, um, get that subscription. And I was just flipping through it this morning. And I saw your, your book is featured in there, and, and you wrote an article. Uh, but, man, it's a really a, a powerful tool a powerful resource the the messages and the information in that magazine these are the things that help mm-hmm. um because what's going to happen eventually is that that there's so much light shining on the issue that those who are perpetrating it whether they be the the narcissistic parent or the courts that are just feeding off of that um, it's not going to be hidden much longer right i agree um there was also a case um, when those 31 judges recused themselves. Um, there was a case where a 14-year-old actually outsmarted a judge by tape recording her, uh, send her to the abuser while, oh, put, wow. while putting her mother in jail. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you know that's that is out there. That is well, out there. Speaking of mother going to jail. <laughs> oh yes, that's happened. That happened to you. That's in your book. And honestly, it's I don't know if favorite is the right word to use. But it, it actually is my favorite part of your book. Um, and you were sent there because you know the debtors prison. They kept saying how much you owed, even though you'd lost your job because of the. Um, accusations you weren't making that money but what i love about it is your the spirit that you had in that when you went through that experience even just sitting in the holding cell and you start singing because the acoustics are so good yeah (laughs) and just you know really um your your spirit you're a fighter but you haven't lost your ability to just appreciate something as beautiful as music in a, in a jail cell. It's just, it's just amazing. To read. It Sorry, was, I just no, that, love no, your that's book. Okay. I, I, I spent you. a lot of time in your book. So. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. So I'm like, I have favorite parts. <laughs> no, I because, loved it. Because <laughs> in that holding cell, it was like probably 42 degrees. It had to have been. Yeah. And um, oh, so gosh. I started, wow. yeah, as I started doing a scale, because I thought, well, you know, it's all concrete. You know, this should be good acoustics. So I started singing Billie Eilish's Ocean Eyes. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's very haunting. And um, uh, it sang falsetto, which is really cool. So I was just singing that. <laughs> and then they, uh, the guard put another woman in with me. And she came up to me and shook my hand. And she said, I'm blessed <laughs> to meet you. And she, and she said, what, do you, you know, what have you been doing in here? I said, I've been singing. She said, well, what have you been singing? So we, you know, we started singing together. And that's when the guard poked his head in and said, oh, it's so nice to hear you know, singing in here instead of screaming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of screaming. 
you know, get me on the on the topic of prison and need for prison reform. I don't want to go there right now because I could spend the whole time talking about that. But um, but yeah, I've been working with incarcerated veterans and, and seeing how how you know talk about corruption in our our justice system. It's every bit as bad in our prison system. Exactly. I'm a real fighter. I'm a real fighter for that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and they go hand in hand, as you mentioned. You know, I mean, parents get sent to jail and prison on accusations. Right. And um. And uh, it happens all the time, and so it's you know, a very, we have to fix them both. Yeah, it's a very scary world we live in when anyone can make yeah. an accusation, but then yeah. they don't have to back it up with who made the accusation, and that's got to change in legislation. Or back it up with any evidence, and then when it does come to light that they lied, there's really not a severe punishment for that, so there's no... Um, there's nothing to discourage people from from using the courts like they do because there isn't a, a mm-hmm. you know a consequence for for lying and, and um, so it's yeah, it, yeah it's, it's heavy it's heavy it's a lot to take in sometimes when we yeah are trying to make a difference it can be overwhelming. And it's such a broken system, but you know you also published Katanya McHenry's book which is married to a narcissist enduring the struggle and finding you again. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, that was another fantastic book that really um, takes you through what she went through, but like similar to yours, but in her own style, mm-hmm. she shares the wisdom and, and she is a, she is triumph. She is a triumph. Um, and she got through it and she's doing great. Um, beautiful woman. She was in uh, television. And I believe she's out in, I want to say Georgia or Alabama. I can't remember now. But, um, but she's, uh, yeah. So, you know, that kind of leads to something that, um, so I guess, you know, just kind of take a minute. Um, one of the things that I'm really out to do in addition to publishing and helping people share their stories is, is to help people heal. And that's really the, I'd say the purpose of my existence and the mm-hmm. purpose of the things I've been through. Um, I haven't, I'm not a, a target parent of alienation. I, I know of it um, because of helping you, you all with your stories. But um, I did suffer a death loss of my, my little seven month old daughter. Mm. And, um, and that's, that that's a mother's worst nightmare (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um but i i felt on the day that she passed away that there was purpose and it really helped me immediately i felt a very strong sense of purpose and um just over the course of my life and um processing her death through my journaling and then taking uh, the process of my journaling and turning it into something called the triumph program Mm-hmm. which is a narrative therapy. Um, that's what I really went into the prisons with to help our veterans and um, just a triumph program for veterans. But um, it's a, I've learned a lot about facing um, tragedy. And, um, you know, there's, there's two principles. And I think this applies to any kind of adversity, whether it's death loss or PTSD in the case of our veterans. And of course, you all have PTSD dealing with alienating parents in the court system. Um, There's really two principles that I I strive to share with people when I get the chance um, and that that this program is based on the core principles. The first is that the more purpose you find in tragedy, the less painful it becomes. And that there's powerful healing in service to others and um, no matter what you're going through you can find purpose in it and i would even say that purpose is usually in some form maybe always in some form um within service to others doing something from what you've been through to make the world better to help Mm -hmm. even just one other person and um, that's what you do when you write your book when you share your, your poetry 
and doing this podcast. And that's really the um, the message of the the Triumph book series. You know, those are a collection of books that um, every story or every chapter is a different story, kind of like Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mm-hmm. But the the chapters are longer, the stories are deeper. And um, the first book in the series called just the triumph book because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know I was writing this series I just wanted to write a book of stories from people who'd endured severe tragedies of all sorts um, a lot of them were in the news when they happened and how they got through it and every story shows how that person found a way to help others or make a difference in the world um, as an outcome of, of their experience and then um and that's when I started my publishing company, Triumph Press, mm-hmm. and was really just to publish my own books and to keep mm-hmm. creative control. Um, enjoyed the process so much uh, that I wrote another book. And and I say write, but you know, I, in some cases I would interview the person or the veteran. In the case of the second book, was called Heroes, and and ghostwrite for them, or they'd write it and I'd edit, or we'd kind of work on it together, but. Um, so Heroes was the second book, and that's um, 24 first-person stories from veterans from World War II up through our recent conflicts. And then the third book in the series is called Raising Wheels, and that's stories of people who are living life in wheelchairs or parents who are raising children who are disabled. And it's, um, we, we started a um, nonprofit called Raising Wheels to bring or accessibility into the world. And I co-authored that one with Melissa Cox. Um, and she was on Fixer Upper. <laughs> Tim Tebow teamed up with Chip and Joanna Gaines and they renovated the home for their two little boys in wheelchairs. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so that's, it's, and, and you, you know, it's really not just a book for parents of children in wheelchairs or someone who's disabled. It's, it's so inspiring, the adversities that they have faced and truly overcome. Um, But where I'm going with this is um, you and I are going to work together on a book in this series. We've been talking about this and and, um, just being able to collect stories from people who've been through the kinds of things that you have, been through the abuse of the courts, been through parental alienation, but who are, are at a good place in their lives that found their way through whether or not it's reunification with the children, um, but just finding themselves and finding peace and happiness in life again. I think that's an important book to be written. Mm-hmm. And um, so we don't have a title yet. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. Like, uh, because after I finished my book, I really kind of didn't have a title, but we found, we found the title really quick, you and yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, I, so you and I were discussing this and we thought, well, when we are on that, on this, the show today, let's, um, let's share this with everybody who's listening and maybe we could make it a, a, a game or a contest even for people to come up with ideas. Um, what, what to title a book of, of triumph stories from people who endured, um, the things that we just talked about. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good if people could, um, they can email me or you. How do you want to do well, that? Let's send them, well, let's, let's see. First of all, what, what should we get? But I think it needs to have a really neat prize for the, the person who submits a, a title that we use. You can have the credit for being the one to come up with the title of the book. Maybe you even have a story to submit. We should let people let us know if they want to be a part of the book too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let, let's have them. Let's send them to you. Okay, and um, I I can give them my personal email, which is marianpetri3 at gmail dot com, and then I can forward them to you, and we can talk about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what should we give them as a as a prize? Well, I okay, from the book Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, I created the, the cover of the book. So yeah, which was your, your 
you're an artist. You painted it, right? Yeah. It's a big. Yeah. It's actually a big canvas painting, right? Initially, that you that you were able to to photograph and use as part of the art for the cover, which is really stunning. Right, and I um, I made eight by ten prints, and um, whoever wins, I can send them an autographed eight by ten print if they like. I love that. I love that. And this painting, to describe the painting for those who haven't seen your book and, and we can go look it up. But Okay. Well, the painting, um, I think I might have it on my Instagram, um, which is my, my Instagram handle is guitar piece, G-U-I-T-A-R-P-E-A-C-E. But uh, it shows her there and I did it, I actually have, I took pictures of it in, in the process of making it. So I took one of my husband's old beat up t-shirts without him knowing. And <laughs> I, oh, I, now he's going to know. Does he listen to your podcast? <laughs> I hope, I hope he doesn't. Uh, I don't I think he's too busy. <laughs> uh, he's working oh, the st- things you can get away with. <laughs> oh, I know it. I just, well, luckily it was um, kind of, you know, kind of soiled which was fine but i i posed for it i had my friend take my picture like as if i was holding the scales of justice and the sword so it's a painting that just for those who have not seen it's a painting of lady liberty or justice or lady lady justice right sorry lady justice because she's holding the scales in one hand and the sword in the other and she's holding them in a biased position <laughs> and she has hair um blindfold on but she's got one eye open mm-hmm. which shows that you know there is no justice yeah. and then there's the sword and it's it's just there dangling <laughs> there and i really should have okay so i took that that t-shirt which was kind of cool i wanted to make it three-dimensional so i took the t-shirt and i used water and glue and i just started shaping you know the dress around the figure and um, so that way it looks like three-dimensional. Oh, that, so that's how you were able to, I yeah. don't know how, how that needed to look. Ooh, a little behind the scenes, behind yeah. the, behind the, uh, the thought process, I guess you could say. Yeah. How you created that. Yeah. And I also yeah. cut out, I cut out, you know, like wrinkles that would be, you know, in the gown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know mm-hmm. Lady, Lady Justice also appears with a snake at her feet and I didn't put the snake in because you know I just don't know I just didn't want to put the snake in I think it looks good without it um it's a stunning book cover it was it was really great to that you provided that to to build the cover around um and uh, the color scheme and and it's it's very sharp and And I I also yeah. put like uh, silver uh, foil around it as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I want I wanted her to look like, you know, Lady Justice has already already knows the outcome of your case. That, that's kind of what I wanted to portray with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, I think that would be a, a fantastic prize, an autographed print of your of your painting. Um, so, so, so what we're looking for, um, just to clarify, so I've got this series called the triumph book. And then so far we've got the, the first triumph book, one called heroes, um, one called raising wheels. I'm working on another one. It's a collection of stories from people who were in prison that are succeeding upon the entry to help those who are currently in prison. And that one will is called is titled breaking bars. And there's another titled Overcoming the Streets that will be stories of people who've been homeless that are succeeding. All of these are associated with nonprofits and raise money for the, um, the people who, that they represent. So that's just some ideas of the types of titles that, that we already have in the series. So we're looking for a title that succinctly captures the victories over the challenges with the injustice and, um, and the cruelty of, of court and parental alienation. Something catchy and short mm-hmm. and 
triumphant. So. Oh yeah, that would be good. Let's see what people come up with. So yeah, people come on. (laughs) And if you have a story to share, um, you can learn about these books. I'm trying to think of the best place to send them. If you go to, mm -hmm. yeah, trying to think if I've got one. A sample out there to read. I think I used to. Need to. I need to update my website. But but where I really want to send people to, if they're interested in publishing their own book, is uh, Mark Rosman's uh, Preserving. uh, Well, actually, you go to ContemporaryFamilyMagazine.com, and on the bar on the right is the Preserving Family Ties Publishing, and that's where you can come and learn about um, helping getting help with your own book or story. But um, but for the yeah. Triumph books, they're, you know, they're, they're, every chapter is a different story. So it's not um, too lengthy, but um, I, I guess around um, 10 to 15, 12 point font pages in Word documents, kind of a rough. Um, wow. Link. To, to write a story for for a triumph book but uh, definitely would be a great way to share wisdom techniques things you've learned do's and don'ts mm-hmm. it's going to be really helpful for those that are, that are dealing with, mm-hmm. with this they're kind of in the in the throes of it yeah and just to show and just to be a collection that you know a, a um a record of what's mm-hmm. going on you know as far as a movement towards change mm-hmm. be good for that too so yeah i mean even like uh people that are pro se litigants if they want to share uh you know something triumphant that happened it's it's so rare that something triumphant yeah. does happen with a, <laughs> with a pro well, se or maybe it seems rare maybe it's uh maybe we need to just collect it and give people hope to go ahead and go for it you know yeah right 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 yeah. and not give that you know, sometimes you just, you have to believe something is possible before you can do it. And the best way to believe something is possible is just to see that somebody else did it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what this is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these stories and these books is just helping people achieve what they, what they're striving to and giving them the encouragement and the belief that they can do it because there's examples of others who have done it. Right. And people need to hear that encouragement because if you're representing yourself as a pro se litigant or you're going through turmoil, you need to be encouraged because sometimes your family members are not going to be encouraging or your friends may not be encouraging. You can have friends turn on you, which I never thought would happen to some of my friends. But Yeah. um, yeah, it's like people need to hear something positive yeah yeah and sometimes you just gotta we just have to come through those pages and be that friend and be that supporter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's that's i think we feel connected to people when we read their books and read their stories i know people will feel connected to you when they read your book Mm -hmm. um it's it's raw it's honest (laughs) and um and it, and it really does have moments of triumph in it. Mm-hmm. So even though you're not where you want to be today, um, I think you are really in a wonderful place, just knowing you and what you've been through. I mean, you, you nearly died going mm-hmm. through this, you know, just the health issues that it created for you and heart attack that you had. Here you are, so strong, really fighting for this cause and, and giving this platform to all those, to all the others who are fighting for this cause, giving them a voice. Mm-hmm. I just really commend you for, I'm just amazed by you, Marianne, because I know your story. <laughs> I know your story. And, and um, it just, I'm just so excited to, to get to work with you and be your friend. And gosh, I hope we see your film get made soon. You'll circle back to that. Um, it's still, but it's winning awards in screenwriting contests. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, right. what's the progress that you know of to, to, to date? Well, uh, the film will be called Custody Denied. Um, 
and he is partially funded. So oh, we're yeah. looking good, for, good. you know, an A-list director, A-list actress. He wants it to be handled in an Aaron Brockovich fashion. And yeah. it's going to be inspired off my book. It's not going to be like my story. It's mm -hmm. going to be, uh, now you, you got a brief reading of part of his, a sample of his screenplay. Yeah. And I, and I didn't get to see it, but you did. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. He is a fantastic screen screenwriter. Um, it sucks you in. His his style pulls you right in, and um, and I can see why it's winning awards. I, I can. And, you know, the story is great, but his his talent is definitely there. I'm sure we'll see that that film made if it's not set for release or even production yet, because we do have to lose the funds. But. Mm -hmm. That's why it's good to talk about it, and maybe we'll we'll get to the right actor. Mm -hmm. Because when he first contacted me, his name is James Russell, and I Googled him, and then I called you. And then we yeah. got on a, a three-way yeah. conversation, and we talked, and he wanted me to sign over the book rights. It's like, why not? I mean, why, why not? not give yeah. it a shot? You know, I find <laughs> you take chances in life. Sometimes really cool things happen. What a Yeah, you know, that's such a great point to make. Um, you've been through so much. You're still struggling to, to, to reach people and to, to keep going. It takes a lot of energy. But gosh, you, you get this book published and a month later, you've got a filmmaker wanting to, to take it on. And that's that's a triumph right there. Mm -hmm. really is. And, we, and we have to celebrate these moments. I think that's really critical. Every, every positive thing that happens, and it doesn't have to be necessarily related to the thing that's worrying you. You know, mm -hmm. like we can't say, oh, I'm not going to be happy uh, unless a positive thing happens in my court case. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we got to say, gosh, I had this, this, this great thing happen in my life and it, it might be completely unrelated, mm -hmm. but, but we just have to celebrate the good things that happen. And now we're, you know, we're in the grind of trying to get a film funded and that can take years. So if you've ever seen the stories of other films right. that are highly successful, I mean, I think Dances with Wolves, I want to say that took a decade or more. And you know, <laughs> that was all, there's a quite a story. Did I lose? There you are. I love. <laughs> sorry about that. I love knowing those stories because you just see the final product, and you know you're wowed by it. You don't realize all the blood, sweat, and tears, and stops, and walls that it took to make something that's so great. And um, that every moment that that something good happens, you just got to celebrate it and use it as fuel to keep going. Just keep going, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was reading about a famous film. I now I can't think of the name of it. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was Dances of Wolf with Wolves or not. I'm not sure, but a director was fired four times during the film. <laughs> <laughs> now that doesn't tell you how hard that industry can be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's good. So a lot of things can happen and, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be an important film to bring awareness to the, this whole family court issue. I mean, you read part of the screenplay and I, I didn't. So, I mean, it's not, like I said before, it's not going to be all me. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's based on your book, but it's, it's a, uh, Mm. like a launching pad or something yeah it's um but it'll be good it'll be good because i think it will definitely put a spotlight on the work you're doing and that's important um yeah and those that that you're associated with as mm -hmm. well um everybody it's just you know it's really all about bringing it to light and mm -hmm. making it common knowledge and and you know people saying hey the truth is, any of us could get drug into court for any reason, you know, yeah, right. court or criminal law or criminal justice. And mm -hmm. I've seen how that goes. And, yeah. you know, your, your painting is spot on. 
um, we really don't have fairness in our courtrooms right now. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful constitution. I love it. And, and the, the principles behind our constitution and be, behind our justice system are, are, are right on. But we're not exercising them the way that we should. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, another weird thing about my painting was before I met you, another publisher, I was with, working with another publisher, and they said, well, um, you're going to have to change your name. And yeah. that's when I freaked out. And I was so mad. I was so mad. I took that painting and I painted my image in her face. Oh, wow. And because it's yeah. like, well, if they're going to make me change my name, I want people. I'm at least to- going to be there visually. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, oh. I, and then I talked to Rod McCall. I messaged him and he said, go to Melanie. And so I went to you and then you said, no, you have to use your name. How are you going to do book signings? How are you? And then COVID happened. Yeah. How are you going to speak? How are you going to be that, that voice and that, that representative? You can't make this appear fictional. Right. And I think what you did, which was good, was that um, you took 324 pages and you basically turned it into a screenplay. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, so I think yeah. I think J- James Russell had it easy with with that book. Oh, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know he worked hard, but yeah, hopefully, I think it, it probably did. I'm sure it gave him a lot of inspiration. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we did just just for the record, we did change names, just right. not yours. <laughs> exactly. So, so yes. we, we're, we're making sure nobody can come back and see you because we didn't actually name any real names. Um, but but all of the all of the experiences in that book, of course, are true. So right, if I tried to see you, they would, you know, you just never know how things will go in court, even if something's true. So we we so that was the change that that we that we went with, which is to to not actually name names and and I don't think it was necessary, even though it would be nice to to have some kind of vindication towards those that that didn't that did you wrong from cps to judges to lawyers or to yeah to lawyers um but i just think the important accomplishment from your book is just to show what happens Mm -hmm. and stop all of them rather than just to to point towards a few as if they're some kind of an anomaly which of course they're not so right i mean because it's so sad to think that you know this what happened to me can happen to anybody and mm-hmm. um so i try to speak out about it and then um you you also um helped uh design the logo for my podcast as yeah. well <laughs> yeah yeah you've been a fun project <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I, I have a i have a real heart for for this situation you know, having um, worked with Rod McCall before you, which, you know, I actually met Rod. I was hired by Rod because at the time I lived in the same town as him. And when when his situation happened, I heard about it. Uh, yeah. It was it when I, you know, of course, this this mother kills her son and herself. It, it spread like wildfire. This this um, information, and, and I remember hearing about it. And it was some years later when I got to meet him and work with him. Um, Hannah, um, and then to write his book, we actually put together this very um, last-minute kind of—we called it our parental alienation think tank—because um, I just wanted to bring people in that had dealt with it, gone through it, and, and I wanted to interview them and hear them, collect more content. Because the first half of his book is his story, is and then the, the other half of it is dealing with other people's experiences and what are the what are the challenges? What are the solutions? And so we just put this little conference together, you know, maybe a month out and the attendance was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, we had people fly in from all over the country, all over the world. Ginger Gentile, uh, the filmmaker of Racing, uh, Racing Family mm-hmm. was there um, taking pictures of people holding their signs, you know, that had been erased. And it was phenomenal. Um, so I really kind of got pulled into this, um, through through him and, and then through working with you. Um, I, so I'm, I'm very excited to be working with Dr. Roseman and his magazine and his publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, just to kind of let the listeners know that I'm the one that will, or myself and, and the staff, as we grow, will we'll be working with you if you want to even just have a consultation about the possibility of, of writing something, maybe publishing a book. Or, um, no, I'm sure that Dr. Osmond's always looking for great articles to be submitted for his magazine that's going out internationally. Mm-hmm. I think he's really putting together between your podcast and his magazine and website, um, I really can see this and, and others too that you know maybe I don't know of and haven't met yet. I know there's some, some other great warriors out there in this in this arena. Um, I, I can see the momentum building and gosh, we get your film out there and and there it's gonna be a, a silver screen movie it's you know it's a it's a, like you said a Aaron Brockovich kind of film where we have the A-list actress and can you uh, I, I just I wish we could speed it up I wish there was some way of, of speeding it up because I just want to see that made and out there because I know people would just be so drawn to this mm-hmm. situation and we can just put that much more emphasis on the, the the needed changes like you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast mm-hmm. you talked about some of the changes that can take us to where we feel like we're we're making progress definitely okay. well they made yeah. the film called dark waters with mark ruffalo and Anne hathaway and tim mm-hmm. robbins in it about the attorney mm-hmm. rob blot who fought dupont and i, I even i remember this wow. uh, taking place when i was younger and uh, this case went on forever. It like yeah. went on from, I think it started mm-hmm. in 93 or 94. And um, I think it's still kind of going. But, you know, he fought and was victorious. Yeah. You could win. You can win these things. Yeah. But the key, but the key is, and, and this was something you and I were talking about earlier before we got on here but the key is that you have to you have to be balanced in your life and paced Mm -hmm. in your process um because the right things will happen and and i i believe that that we're here um to learn and to grow and to experience challenges Mm -hmm. and i have found that when i'm not when i'm not fighting so uh, emotionally mm-hmm. and so with so much frustration and anger and all these these negative feelings that come in you know when you when you think of the word fight um, you think of these kind of um, characteristics of someone who's mm-hmm. fighting right but what I've learned in in my life is I'm fighting uh, a lot of battles as well as I said for prison reform and for veterans and and for for you, your your causes, we can wear ourselves out. We can become so fatigued that we're not effective at all. And and I think it takes maybe some experiences of going through that before we start to realize that that's not doing the cause any good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and having health issues which creep up because mm-hmm. of stress isn't mm-hmm. doing the cause any good. And so we have to kind of find a a real rhythm of of being strong but we have to do it in a way that's positive there's so much more strength in positivity than there is in negativity even though we're justified in in these negative emotions we have to be positive and i think the more we're positive the more we attract to us um, the good things that will actually strengthen us to be victorious so Mm -hmm. That's mm-hmm. not always easy to do. And there's going to be times and moments when you just feel defeated. And it seems like whatever this battle is, is, is bigger than you. And of course, fighting the court system. And that's just, you know, it's, it is bigger than just you by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody has to unify. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father's rights movement and, you know, all these other movements. We have to be together. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't break it out and say, well, it's just about fathers, not, not, getting enough access you know it's no mother there's there's brothers that have the same injustices happening to them and until we all bond together and then become positive that's when we make a difference but when we're all in our little um 
interests, our special interests, uh, we're, we're missing out on what we could be accomplishing. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think we're getting there. And that's, again, that's what I love about the idea of publishing a book. It's a collection of stories of all different walks of life, all different races and genders and situations that kind of pull together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, definitely. How can people reach you if they want to, say, talk to you about, you know, their story? Maybe they might not want to talk to me or, <laughs> you know. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I know that I have a an email that um, Dr. Rosman set up for me. Um, let me see. It is Melanie. Melanie dot Davis at preservingfamilytiesmedia.com. And I'm, I spell my name, M-E-L-A-N-I-E, and then Davis, at preservingfamilytiesmedia.com. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, um, that would be the web address as well then. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if I've been saying it right. I know, I know that they can get to the link to, to see the publishing, um, information through his contemporary family magazine.com mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. yeah because he was yeah, amazing to interview his podcast i did with him he was amazing yeah and i'm sure that he'll probably set up a another way to get to true would be i'm sure he'll have a contact form on his website as well so. mm-hmm. well that's good uh, is there anything else you'd like to add <sighs> Well, it's been great uh, being a part of this um, podcast. I appreciate you letting me be a guest and look forward to coming back on and maybe sharing more stories of successes and triumphs. Oh, definitely. I always have return guests so people can follow up and see what (laughs) else is going on in their lives. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read off my ending comments but hang on okay all right okay slam the gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation i'm your host marianne petri author of dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids is not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth please join us again with melanie and other guests that i will have in the future thank you so much melanie thank you this is great